the Inflation Reduction Act continues to be implemented into the new year. A House chairman comments on the implementation of the No Surprises Act. And a potential sequestration cut looms as Congress continues their appropriations negotiations. For the week of January 2nd, 2024, from Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., this is Health on the Hill, brought to you by Heart Health Strategies. I'm Matt Duckworth. It takes uh, the threat of catastrophic default off the table, protects our hard-earned and historic economic recovery, and the agreement also represents a compromise, which means no one got everything they want. But that's the responsibility of governing. Kicking off this week's episode with news from the administration, where, according to guidance released on December 22nd, the Office of Management and Budget has instructed federal agencies to not prepare for sequestration cuts at this time. The federal government is currently operating under a continuing resolution that funds some parts of the government through January 19th, and others through February 2nd. Congress faces an effective April 30th deadline to pass fiscal year 2024 appropriations, given that the most recent debt ceiling agreement included a provision to subject all discretionary spending to a 1% automatic cut should a stopgap spending measure still be in place past that date. The OMB guidance sought to provide clarification around the April 30th date, given that the law states that the 1% cut will be required if Congress relies on a continuing resolution beyond December 31st. OMB, however, is not required to issue a sequestration order until the end of April. The guidance also confirms that cuts will be negated once lawmakers reach a full-year funding deal, even if that occurs after the April 30th deadline. The sequestration spending cuts would only apply during the period in which the continuing resolution is in place, beyond April 30th. This law's implementation has made the very problem it intended to fix worse, resulting in more medical providers no longer covered under health insurance networks. This leaves Americans paying more to access fewer doctors than ever. That was the voice of House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Jason Smith, who released a statement last week on the administration's quote-unquote bungled implementation of the No Surprises Act, following the release of a Government Accountability Office report outlining the challenges with implementation of the 2020 law. The statement from Smith reads, quote, GAO's report is further evidence that the Biden administration is failing to deliver this law's promised benefits to patients and providers. He goes on to say, while I'm pleased the bipartisan advocacy of members of the Ways and Means Committee has contributed to a reduction of the dispute resolution process administrative fee, there's much more that needs to be fixed. We will continue our efforts to hold the Biden administration accountable for ignoring the law's clear congressional intent." Unquote. Back to the administration today, we're on December 21st, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Labor, and the Treasury announced an extension of the deadline for parties to complete certain independent dispute resolution activities that were impacted by the temporary suspension of IDR operations due to litigation surrounding the implementation of the No Surprises Act.
parties for whom the IDR initiation deadline under applicable regulations fell on any date between August 3, 2023 and December 14, 2023, will have until March 14, 2024 to initiate a new batch dispute or a new single dispute involving air ambulance services. For disputes initiated between August 3, 2023 and January 21, 2024, the administrative fee amount is $50 per party per dispute. For disputes initiated on or after January 22, 2024, the administrative fee amount is $115 per party per dispute. Certified IDR entity fees for disputes initiated on or after January 22, 2024 may be updated to fall within the ranges finalized in the December 21, 2023 final rules to establish the new administrative fee amount and certified IDR entity fee ranges. The administration previously reopened the federal IDR portal to process all dispute types on December 15th. Moving to some news around the Inflation Reduction Act, where several Medicare reforms passed as part of the 2022 law are now in effect, including an expansion of the Federal Low Income Subsidy Program, or LIS program. There will no longer be a partial LIS program providing a lower level of financial support for certain individuals. Effective January 1st, anyone who qualifies for the LIS program will get full program benefits, covering the majority, if not all, out-of-pocket costs for prescription medications. The new year also brings the elimination of the 5% coinsurance for Medicare Part D beneficiaries who have entered the catastrophic phase of their coverage. There are a number of issues that I've worked on but never really got there. Um, but that's what keeps you going. You just keep thinking it. the next time you'll do better, the next time you'll do Winding better. down today, where former Congresswoman Eddie Bernice Johnson, a Democrat from Texas who you just heard, passed away on Sunday at the age of 88. Johnson was a nurse before entering politics, first serving as a Texas state lawmaker before being elected to the House of Representatives in 1992. She was the first African-American and woman to serve as chair of the House Committee on Science, Space, and Technology. Johnson retired in 2021 after serving nearly 30 years in Congress. The Congressional Retirements and Resignations update to end the week, where Representative John Curtis, a Republican from Utah, is planning to announce his candidacy for the U.S. Senate early this month. Curtis was first elected to Congress in 2017 and currently serves as a member of the House Energy and Commerce Committee. Senator Mitt Romney, a Republican from Utah who currently holds the seat in the Senate, previously announced his decision to not seek a second term in September. A running list of members of Congress who are retiring or seeking other office can be found in our weekly written policy newsletter at www.hhs.com. Thanks again for tuning into this week's episode of Health on the Hill, brought to you by Heart Health Strategies. For more information on this week's healthcare happenings in the administration and on Capitol Hill, you can visit our website at hhs.com and click on the Policy Briefings tab at the top of the page. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, including the Apple Podcasts app, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Did we miss a story you wanted to hear this week? If so, contact us on Twitter at hhspolicy, and we may include it in our next episode. Have a great week. And stay healthy.